Hello, Seattle. This is Dr. Crazier Frame, and I'm listening to Smart Asses Radio with Johnny Video and Geek Goddess Jackie. Oh, for the love of God, my internet's cut out. Roz! Holy podcast, Batman! Right, you are Robin to the Batcave! We've got to listen to Smart Asses Radio. Hurry, chum! Smart Asses Radio. Hot chicks, geek culture, geek and unbridled smart assery. Looking for more smartasses? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash smartasses.net. You can also find us on funnierdie.com at forward slash smartassesnet. And don't forget to follow us on Tumblr at smartassesnet.tumblr.com. Hey, Oma. Hey, Mo. Hey, Krusty. Bonnie. I Joe Bob. What are you guys doing over there? We're listening to Smartasses Radio. <laughs> yep, sure are funny. I beg to differ. I find their sophomoric humor to be anemic at best. Don't put a sock in it. Yeah, well, we'll put a stick up your butt. <clears throat> to become a smartassaholic, check out our online magazine at smartasses.net for replays of our radio show's audio humor, pay-per-view predictions, the smartasses hot chick of the month, and official smartasses paraphernalia, as well as entertainment articles, videos, celebrity news, free sarcastic e-cards, geek culture, and one of the four largest annual top 100 sexiest women lists in the world. Hey smartasses, it's the governor over here. When I'm not filming my movies or porking the maid, I'm sure as hell not putting my ear to the computer and listening to your show. Fuck you. And that horse you put the saddle on. I won't be back. Fuck all of you. Smart Smart Asses Radio. To interact with Smartasses Radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at SmartassesNet using the hashtag AleJackie. 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 just going to bed in Greece, or just getting home from work here in the Western Hemisphere, I am your host, and not Mr. Rourke, but Johnny Hollywood Video, uh, and welcome to Smart Asses Radio. It's going to be, well, if there's two words to sum up tonight's show, those two words are 
action-packed. And if you've ever seen Cirque du Soleil performed at a grocery store, I think tonight's episode will be a lot like that. Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, I keep getting dozens and dozens of emails. Let me just get this out of the way right now. People are asking me, Johnny, Johnny, I love the intro to your show. I love all the goofy comedy bits you guys do. Are all those voices you? Uh, the answer is yes. Humbly, yes. So there you go. All the voices you hear are me. Uh, so, uh, And I still need an agent. So somebody contact me, please. Oh, my God, please help me. I don't want to live in my mother's basement. Oh, anyway, it is now time to get into some phony news with your smart asses action. Storm Doppler, Eyewitness 3000, News Scoop Team. On Tuesday, actress Angelina Jolie announced in a New York Times article that she underwent a preventive double mastectomy after learning that she carries a mutation of the BRCA1 gene, which sharply increases her risk of developing breast cancer. Jolie said, once I knew that this was my reality, I decided to be proactive and to minimize the risk as much as I could. Public reaction to Jolie's decision has mostly been one of shock, not because she elected to have the surgery or needed it, but because most people never realized she had breasts in the first place. <laughs> She's uh, not exactly well endowed in that uh, in that area. Oh, man, here's some other big news in sports. NFL fans everywhere can finally breathe a collective sigh of relief as the much-anticipated news report has finally hit the wire. Finally, we can confirm, yes, Brett Favre is still a Wrangler guy. <laughs> I know I was on the edge of my seat uh, with bated breath waiting on that one. Uh, in a highly anticipated vote on Thursday, the Boy Scouts of America lifted its ban on gay youth in a move tantamount to the shift in American attitudes towards gays and lesbians. The resolution was adopted with more than 60% of the vote, and the new policy will take effect on January 1st. Today's vote ending discrimination of gay scouts is truly an historic moment, said Zach Walls, an Iowa Eagle Scout raised by lesbian mothers who founded Scouts for Equality. It demonstrates the Boy Scouts of America's commitment to creating a more inclusive organization. In that effort, although the gay community did not get everything they hoped for, seeing as how the proposed change to allow gay adult leaders did not pass, the Boy Scouts of America organization is at least expected to create new merit badges for decorating, shoe shopping, and a proficiency for quoting Judy Garland. <laughs> oh, Benita is going to yell at me for that one. Uh, Don Thompson, the CEO of McDonald's, found himself in the hot seat at the annual shareholder meeting on Thursday when he was confronted during the question and answer part of the meeting by nine-year-old Hannah Robertson. Something that I don't think is fair, said Hannah, is when big companies try to trick kids into eating food that isn't good for them by using toys and cartoon characters. The fourth grader then later asked, Mr. Thompson, don't you want kids to be healthy so they can live a long and happy life? Thompson pointed out that McDonald's does serve fruits and vegetables and includes apples in its Happy Meals, but still, Hannah's scolding of the CEO has attracted much praise. So much, in fact, that it's now being reported that, inspired by Hannah's bravery, a group of Illinois third graders have hit the streets of Oak Brook in a quest to hunt down Ronald McDonald and kick his red and yellow ass. <laughs> Which would uh, 
sounds kind of fun. Uh, according to new research, fast food items, speaking of fast food, may have way more calories than some of us think, especially teens. The study, which was published on May 23rd, showed that teens typically underestimate the number of calories in their meals by as much as 34%. Said Dr. Jason Block, lead researcher at the Harvard Healthcare Institute, we found that people, especially teens, are consuming many more calories than they think they're getting when they eat fast food. Drat, replied the Food and Drug Administration. We watch a lot of Scooby-Doo, and we were really counting on teens to figure everything out for us. Because <laughs> teens know everything. Uh, oh, boy, this is some big news here. Uh, President Obama's decision to impose more restrictive rules governing U.S. drone strikes along the Afghan border could pave the way for better relations with Pakistan. Obama has finally responded to the popular sentiment in this country, said Mushahid Hussein, and applauded President Obama for finally breaking his silence on the topic. Top Pakistani officials claim that in the past, the only way the president would ever comment on the topic would be to put on a robe, refer to himself as Obama Wan Kenobi, and recite, these are not the drones you are looking for. <laughs> Um, inspectors in reference to the highway bridge collapse that sent cars and drivers plunging into the cold Skagit River in Washington State on Thursday released a news report on Friday which reveals that the cause of the Interstate 5 bridge collapse was due to the bridge being damaged. Damaged, you think? Oh, my God. Oh, everything was okay. That's why it collapsed, because everything was a-okay. The International Institute for Species Exploration, in an effort to bring attention to the plight of undiscovered species, has compiled a top ten list of species that were first identified in 2012. More than 140 different species were nominated, and winners were selected by a panel of taxonomists from over 30 different countries. Among the most notable are a cockroach that glows in the dark, a new breed of snake that lives in the highland rainforests of western Panama, and Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. It was announced on Saturday that one of the top officials in the Archdiocese of Newark uh, has been forced out for failing to properly monitor the activities of a priest who had been forbidden from having contact with children. The dismissal of Monsignor John E. Doran is the latest fallout from a sexual abuse scandal that stretches back to 2003 when the Reverend Michael Fuji was convicted on charges that he groped a young boy. In a related story, a black guy, a white guy, and a monkey walk into a bar. Because <laughs> that's uh, that story is just a big punchline waiting to happen, folks. Uh, To celebrate the new Cartoon Network animated series Lego Star Wars, the Yoda Chronicles, Lego unveiled a life-size Lego replica of an X-Wing fighter in Times Square last Wednesday night. It took over 5,335,000 Lego bricks to construct the 44-foot wingspan X-Wing and took 32 master builders, a combined total of 17,336 hours to complete. New York City onlookers gasped in awe over the 11-foot-tall Star Wars replica, but the fun quickly ended when the Master Builder's mom showed up, told them to clean up this mess and get to bed. <laughs> you kids are making a mess here in New York City. You clean this up and brush your teeth. 
and finally, uh, three planets have gathered low in the west-northwest evening sky, putting on a celestial show that won't be seen again for more than a decade. On Friday, sky and telescope officials said that Jupiter, Venus, and Mercury were together in a circle five degrees wide, forming the tightest grouping of three naked-eye planets sky watchers will see until 2026. If you miss them at their apex, experts say you should still get a reasonably good viewing until roughly June 7th, or alternatively, you can head out to the West Coast and see the three Kardashian sisters orbiting the Earth anytime you like. <laughs> and that does it for your weekly... Your weekly phony news. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. We will be back in just a few minutes with some more Smart Asses Radio. gentlemen guess what i'm back this is hitless radio it's going to be all adult entertainment and a lot of people you know what say that i'm consumed with myself well the right way we met was actually through your wife i was hitting on her online matter of fact i got a radio show out of the damn deal when i look at a chick i gotta look at everything and i have to give every part of her anatomy an award uh but i am glad to be back and i am glad that i am on show and i am glad that jared ain't here friday nights 10 p.m on smartrockradio.com so ricky how about that sound by man oh you're terrible and your show is terrible if I won't forget God is Shacky, I've already downloaded it, put it on a floppy, just so I can wipe my ass with it. Well, that's really... Oh, oh, well, you hear that noise? Oh, uh, that's you. You just told a joke. Oh, uh, and what's that? What's that? Is that applause? Uh, no. Oh, is that laughter? No, that's a pin dropping. Your audience hates you. I, I think... I hate well, you. That's not really... You are not smart. You stupid asses. You should be called stupid asses. Well, you're leaving. Rude. Hey, player, is you tired of blinging your gear, flashing your skrilla, and cruising around for dimes in your whip with no bass? Don't hate the player, my nickels. Hate the game. I'm loving how it's going in the Akron scene, cause I'm rolling with the dudes and they act as mean. Always come around here when they asking me, I cause catastrophes the way it has to be. This is Tony Sin, man, yeah, and this is Sound Show. West on the beach, yo, it's like we bringing sound, dude. I ain't never slowing down, it's not loud, dude. Haters in the dark trying to 
trying to hide, but we found you. So you want to hear the bomb stuff? Sick of the videos. Middle finger up and stay rapping for my city, yo. Due to the hip-hop style, this is the bomb. Ain't you heard? Smartmartradio.com. So you want to hear the bomb stuff? Sick of the videos. Middle finger up and stay rapping for my city, yo. Due to the hip-hop style, this is the bomb. Ain't you heard? Smartmartradio.com. Wednesday nights at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Only on Smartmartradio.com. I always know I can count on you, mighty Hercules. You only had one sandal, Jason, which means you were meant to be king of Ithaca. Ulysses, why are you laughing? Hercules, oh, it's most amusing. Argo said he wanted to pass the time by having a drink while we sail on our quest to find the Golden Fleece. Hmm? And what's so funny about that? Well, it's comical, Hercules, because he got drunk on his own line and passed out. So Castor and Pollux and myself put his hand in hot water so that he would pee himself. Then we all found writing utensils and drew on his face. By the gods, listen now. Remember what I'm going to say. Never draw on the host. But Hercules, I don't understand. I thought when someone passed out at their own party, they were considered fair game, hmm? And who bought you that glass of wine you hold in your hand? I'm sorry, mighty Hercules. You are right. Well done, lad. Now you'll grow up to be fine and strong. I just hope I'm as wise as you are one day, Hercules. And you will be, my boy, because you have a strong will. Thanks, Hercules. And right now, I'm going to do what Laertes said we should do all along. And that's blow Pepper up his nose and glue a banana to his hand so maybe he won't notice that he pissed himself. See ya. Bye then. You know what they say, Hercules. Spare the rod, spoil the child. He's 35. Captain. I'm picking up a strange noise from the 21st century. Oh, do shut up, Mr. Crusher. Shields up. Red alert. Relay that, Will. Wesley, it's very hard to take you seriously when you are wearing that wimpy little rainbow suit. Sorry. Captain, the boy is right. I'm picking up the Smart Asses Radio Podcast. Oh, good lord. On screen, then. Looking for more Smart Asses? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash smartasses.net. You can also find us on funnierdie.com at forward slash smartassesnet. And don't forget to follow us on Tumblr at smartassesnet.tumblr.com. Smart Asses Radio. Or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype.
And now, back to Smart S's Radio. Uh, all right, welcome back, folks. Uh, she was, oh man, Smart Asses Magazine's number 88 sexiest woman alive. You have seen her in What Happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher, Going the Distance with Drew Barrymore and Justin Long, and Gossip Girl with other Smart Asses Top 100 alum Jessica Zarr and Taylor Momsen. And that is actress Benita Robledo. Benita, welcome to Smart Asses Radio. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, I. Now, I <laughs> I am correct with 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 pronouncing it Robledo, correct? That is correct. Yes, I see you've done your research. Well, because I always want to say Ro- Robledo or Robledo, I want to give it that long A or long E sound. Yeah. yeah. But I well, heard somebody else say Robledo, so you know I you know I I put in a double D there, so I say it phonetically correct. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. I can tell people to say it like that. Yeah. I mean, if you want it to be super fancy, you could say Robledo. But you know that that's just if you're feeling fancy that day. All right. Well, that you heard my attempt at rolling my R right there, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all right. Um, I'm gonna throw this out at you, and uh, you know, you just you know, you 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 just answer however you want. If someone were to go and look at your IMD page. It would appear that you haven't done a damn thing for two years, but man, oh man, nothing could be further from the truth. What's up with that? You know, I don't, I don't know. I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of theater for one, which doesn't come up on IMDb, obviously, because um, that's a movie database and theater doesn't show right. up on there. Um, right. I've been doing jazz and uh, writing a lot and doing web series, which, uh, you know, I don't know if they have, like, weird rules with that cause it's, like, new media. Uh, I don't know. But, no, I've been keeping myself busy, so. And that's, you know, and that's I what I hope to, well, that's what I hope to purport to the audience, you know, because uh, we don't want people going, oh, you know, who's this chick? She hasn't done shit. But Benito Robledo <laughs> is on the cutting edge, people. She is somebody that you need to be paying attention to. So there uh, you go. Thank you. You like how I tricked my way into making that an actual plug for how great you are? I, I love that. I love <laughs> that. I love so. that sneaky plug. Right. And so, so tell us, like, because you, you threw the web series in there, and I, I know it's like you know a little bit on the back burner, but like I'm personally excited for it because I know like you're you're at least partially writing it, if not writing all of it. What's what's the dealio with that? Oh, I'm super excited. Yeah. Uh, so it's um, called Cultivated, and it's about three girls who decide to start a cult, and it's a comedy, uh, which. Yeah, you know, cults and comedy, they go they go hand in hand. And, right. Um, <laughs> right, naturally, of course. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I am writing it uh, with some some help from uh, a friend of mine. And yeah, we're we're gonna try and shoot. Uh, hopefully, in July, it's kind of kept getting pushed back because of other work that I've had and other people have had going on. But yeah, I'm. Super excited about it! Right? How many? Uh, how many like episodes are you going to be looking at? Like ten, twelve? Uh, so we're looking at doing uh, six episodes per season, and we have the first three seasons planned out. So, but they're, they're wow. sweet, you know. So it's not we're not going to take up too much of anybody's time, you know. Right. 
Brevity is the soul of wit, so we're going to keep it short. Right. Well, and, and you know, a, a lot of people are saying now that, man, like, web series are the wave of the future, you know. I mean, TV shows are getting canceled left and right, and, you know, they just brought back Arrested Development on Netflix, you know. And, I mean, that's, I don't know if you really call that a web series, but, I mean, it it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think, an interesting thing that's happening, Um in the industry, you know, people who – I think there are so many great ideas, and it's just becoming less and less expensive to kind of bring those ideas to life. And, you know, I, I, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, at the same time, it also kind of makes it harder to sift through maybe, like, the good from the bad. But right. Support, you know, that's democracy. That's America. <laughs> The the land of opportunity, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. if, if, if the vehicles are there, why not drive them? You know, so yeah, I think it's great. So anyway, let's 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 still let's you know let's go back into your life a little bit. Uh, like let's 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 go all the way back. You you as you know, I'm a Longhorns fan, so I like the fact that you grew up in Texas. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, I used to spend a lot of time in Austin because my brother went there. He went to UT, so I'm a big nice. Longhorn fan. Nice. So you you grew up there, and then you moved to Orlando, where you uh, that's where you attended the uh, performing arts schools. Like, I mean, tell tell us about that. Did you have a fun childhood? Was it crazy? Did you drive your mom nuts? Was it constantly acting? Like, <laughs> when, like when did you even you know decide you that was the avenue that you wanted to pursue? Yeah, well, um, let's see. I mean, so I actually started performing. I was a dancer at first, and so I started dancing when I was two. Um, I had, like, my first little ballet recital when I was two and a half. And nice. And I was, yeah, uh, yeah. You have to picture, like, little baby Benita in, like, a tank tissue. Um, and so I did, I, I was really into dance, and I wanted to do that for a long time, and Kind of as I grew up, I was between either being a dancer or being a biochemist. Like, those were, like, the two routes I wanted to go. All right. And, uh, and then we had this opportunity to move to Florida. Um, I had, you know, an aunt that lived there, and uh, it was closer to Columbia, and my, a lot of my family still lives in Columbia, so it was just kind of easier. So we were going to move, and there was a... In the, in the performing arts school, there were, like, different programs. It's like, a dance program and theater and music. And I auditioned for both the dance and the theater. Because, you know, I did, like, drama club, like, in middle school. And, I, you know, I really liked it. Um, and I got into both programs, both the dance and the theater program. And the theater program kind of poached me. They were like, listen, we do a lot of musicals, so you could act and dance. But if you go into the dance program, you only get to dance. And I thought, like, yeah, like, I would like to do more things instead of fewer. So I was like, okay. So I joined a theater program, and that was that was kind of it. Yeah, I, definitely. I just fell in love. I just loved it. Definitely the logical choice. Now, you actually, on the dance, you performed with the Rio Grande Valley Ballet and uh, the Ballet Folklorico de Mexico. What, uh, uh-huh. what, was, what, what, what all goes into that? Gosh, so I actually, like, pretty much most forms of dance, like at least, like, 
studied it for a year. So I did ballet and jazz and folklorico, which is uh, like Mexican folk dancing. Like you see like the women with like the big skirts, like big colorful skirts. Like that's what I did. Um, and flamenco and tap and tango and modern and just all sorts of stuff. But the ballet folklorico de Mexico was um, yeah, just this Mexican troupe that I performed with, kind of did throughout you, Texas and Mexico. Did you guys, t- like, oh, that's what I was going to ask, if you toured at all or if it was just kind of going to the same theater, you know, for two weeks or whatever? No, we toured a little bit. We didn't tour a ton. It was mostly just through Texas. Um, yeah, we mostly just toured through Texas and kind of the northern parts of Mexico, um, like around Monterrey. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, I have to say, like, looking back on that time of my life, it was, like, just so fun, you know? It was just my dance company was, like, a family. And I spent, you know, seven hours a day, six days a week with them. And, you know, I kind of, like, grew up with these people. And it was just, yeah, I loved it. It was, it was fun. It was just so much fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you did all that before the age of 15, obviously. And, I mean, so that had to be, like, just a big adventure back then, you know? Oh, yeah. You get to wear these, like, amazing costumes. And you get to get all dressed up and have these, like, big sets. And you're traveling around. You know, we used to perform at, like, the Texas State Fair. So you feel like you're really a part of it. You're Mm -hmm. you're there with, like, big texts. And, you know, when you're, like, 10, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. I we I live in uh Dublin, Ohio, so of course we have a yearly Irish festival um every oh, August. Uh, yeah, and uh I mean uh, they do some like of the Irish dancing and stuff like that and and there uh, there's a lot of kids in there and like it's really kind of amazing how good they are, you know. So I would think that yours would be in that kind of same vein. I bet that was a pretty good show to watch. So, but um Speaking of the adventurous nature of it, then, you know, after that, the, you, we, we've got Florida, but then you relake, relocated to New York City. That had to be a huge adventure for you. Was that, like, scary to do, or did you have, like, family or somebody that you knew you could room with to go there? I mean, obviously, that's when you decided, you know, you're going to try and make it in the acting world. I mean, you know, walk us through that. Gosh, no, I actually, I didn't know anybody. Um, actually, when I went to college I showed up and it was like I remember it was like two days before Halloween and I'm out in the West Village and it starts to snow and I've never seen snow before then Mm -hmm. and you know like being a southern girl I was like what is this white powder from the sky and I I had to like run I, I remember I had to like run into a gap and like with some friends with, like, my sweaters and scarves. And I think I only had, like, one pair of closed-toed shoes. Like, it was a trip. But I I don't know. I just, I always dreamed of moving to New York City. And it happened. And that, you know, it was just, like, I don't know. New York is kind of, like, the best of places and the worst of places all rolled into one. And it's just, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> that. 
that's yeah. something I that's something I observed about New York City too. Is it, you know, obviously you've got your your bad areas, but you know, in terms of the good areas, areas especially where the tourists are going, that's the appeal of New York City is that it's it's the best of everything. You know, yeah. you can. You can go see uh, a play in Houston or Atlanta, but it just does not compare to going to see a play at the Met. You know, it's just it's oh, just a, yeah. cut, a cut above. And, it, and it's amazing, like, the things that you see that, that are just everywhere. Like, I actually, I lived in, um, I lived in Brooklyn, and, like, I think it was, like, last year there was, I just kind of randomly saw a flyer for this free play at this kind of like in a little park near my house. And I was like, oh, it was the long Christmas dinner. And I was like, oh, I'll go see this. It's free. So I went with some friends and, you know, wasn't expecting anything. Show up, and there are these actors who are on Broadway all the time. And within five minutes, I'm like sobbing my eyes out because it's just so good. And uh, it's like, you know, it's just something I kind of ran into. Right. So I, 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 I'm I going to guess the answer to this, and this probably was my guess even before you started talking about New York, but now you're kind of splitting your time between New York City and L.A. I bet you prefer New York City 100 to 1 on that split. It, it, would I be correct in that assessment? Uh, you actually <clears throat> wouldn't be correct. You would actually really? be incorrect. Yeah. I, you know, they're like, they're two totally different beasts, I think. And as much as I love New York and as much time as I spend there, it's really, really great to, like, not have to sit by a crazy person on the subway. It's, like, really great to, like, get in my car and go where I want without, like, waiting in some, like, Melly subway station and have people like be rude to you all the time and have it be warm. And, you know, at least got some things going for it. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Okay. All right. I I, I don't know. I just. Uh... I, I, I've been to New York. I've never been to L.A. I don't really have a whole lot of desire to to go to L.A. Um, but you know, me being ignorant, since I have never been there. I guess I just assumed they both had their fair share of nutballs, and even though, you know, one is La La Land and the other one's the Big Apple, you know, you still had your good and bad like that. But, well, you know, that explains a lot, actually, you know. I mean, you you do have a lot of nutballs in L.A., but they usually just turn out to be actors working on a scene. So, (laughs) when you see the crazy person on the side of the street, you're like, oh, wait, they have a headshot. They're just rehearsing. <laughs> Makes more sense that way. So, by the way, someone yeah. com- commented on your post. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Wisdom Texas Ted Panama. He's making the joke about the knitting, which I was going to get into because you know you talk about getting in your car, and you know at least in New York City you're moving, even if you are sitting next to a nutball. In L.A. you're sitting on the 405 in a parking lot, but that's when you do your knitting. But uh, Ted Panama says, "I so hope you are knitting and not listening to the show." I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that he. Does he not realize you are the guest on the show and you're not, like, listening? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. But luckily, I'm a multitasker, so I'm actually knitting while I'm doing this interview. Are you really doing that, or are you just facetious? Oh, no, no, no. 
Instagram. <laughs> Don't take any offense, though. I oh, I don't take offense. I put I I put it on the flyer, acclaimed knitter. So by all means, knit exactly. away. You know. How could I not knit in my case? Um, well, to be perfectly honest, I'm actually crocheting and not knitting. It's slightly different, but still the same. Six of one. Still the same principle. Exactly. Got Oh God! All right, so let, let's let, let's move forward here. You got you you got your guiding light role. Um, how long were you in New York and or L.A. before that role came up? Were you excited? Did you call everybody in your family? Oh my God, I'm on the guiding light. Like how how'd that go? Yeah. Um, let's see. I was in New York. I was in New York, I think maybe. Well, the first thing I actually shot was what happens in Vegas. That was like okay. the first thing I got. And I I think when I got the call, I screamed in excitement <laughs> and then fell on the floor and then probably like got up and screamed again. I think that's what happened. Um, <laughs> I'm very excitable. Um, yeah, I think I... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I called I called my family. I mean, I think I'm still that excited every time I get a job. I'm just like, oh, I'm working again. This is great. Right. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. Maybe that goes away one day, but hopefully not. It hasn't gone away yet for me. So that's good. I mean, that's that's good because you know when you become complacent, then things cease being fun. So that's that's kind of cool that you got that attitude. My my good news for the day, and I just found this out about a half an hour ago. The the film I'm in, uh, Cherry Point, which is small budget, you know, and and believe me, I'm not getting any work out of it, but uh, has been officially selected into the Indie Film Con Festival, which takes place June 7th and June 9th. So I. Hey! And, and I'm not I'm not bringing it up to plug myself. I'm bringing it in because, like, to an extent, I kind of know what you're talking about now. I, I mean, I wrote these questions three days ago, and this happened a half hour ago. But I, you know, I felt a little a little tinge of uh, butterfly excitement when I saw that come through. So that's I, awesome! Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Not that I not that I have any integral part in the film whatsoever, but <laughs> I'm in it. So <laughs> so anyway. But I mean, you know, sp- speaking of that, like I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the guy, the guiding light. You were, you were labeled as pretty diner number two, and I've always kind of wondered, like, you know, I knew a guy. Uh, he was a friend of a friend, and we used to go to operas together sometimes. And he was actually one of those guys that was always an extra in operas for uh, like the Columbus Theater Group or whatever. And he described himself as a professional pretend talker, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, is, is like, is that what you did? And like, what do you guys say to each other? Do you go like, do you crack jokes or do you go, hi, this is me pretending to talk. And it's very important that you nod your head and act like you're interested in what I'm saying. Like, what do you guys do? You yeah. Know, how's it work? Well, well, in that I actually had lines, so I don't I don't totally remember what it was like. Some I don't know, like one of the main characters needed, like was out of money and had to pay for a bill, so we were like auctioning for him. I don't even know, but um, so we did have lines. But I have done my fair share of like pretend talking, right? And I think we usually just talk about kind of mind how awkward it is that we're not actually talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's about, that's about what I had managed, yeah. 
I don't know. Anytime you watch a scene, like you never, I don't know, every once in a while, I don't know, like take Seinfeld, for example, like you've seen every episode 15 times, so you kind of start paying attention to other things, like the people in the background and stuff like that. And it's like, never have I really noticed anybody that actually looked uncomfortable in what they were doing, but it, it does, you know, it is kind of funny to imagine what they might be talking about. So, yeah. But anyway, all right, so then, of course, you did, well, what happens in Vegas is before that. Then you did Kings, uh, Michael and Michael Have Issues, um, then um, Every Day, tonight, is that me making a goofy note, or was that one of the films also? No, 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 that was one of the films also. Okay, all right, because I, I yeah, write myself. Yeah, Steve Schreiber and Helen Hunt, and yeah. Okay, there we go. There we go. And then the one I wanted to talk to you about was where you voiced a video game, Alan Wake, which was like seriously one badass video game. And, uh, I, you know, because I, I love, you know, me, I love voice acting. And I'm one of these people <clears throat> that could never act in front of the camera because I'm just much too cognizant of the people watching me. But, yeah. you know, I can get into it when I don't have that self-consciousness in the way. I mean, what's you're obviously don't have a problem with that, but I mean, what's your take on that? Like, do you, you know, is voice acting just as fun for you? More fun? How's that? How's it go? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just as fun. They're just fun in different ways, right? Like, I think when I do voiceovers, like you or any sort of voice work, you can, you, you know, you're yeah less self-conscious I think in a certain way and I think it the booth can kind of lend itself to like being a little more ridiculous or <laughs> a little more um over the top if that's what it needs like I mean I think of Alan Lake and at one point spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played the game yet sorry my character um like has my soul stolen and so you know, I'm in the booth, and the director is trying to, like, direct me through this. And he's like, okay, so you no longer have a soul, but I need you to say <laughs> these lines. And if you can, like, walk while you're doing it, so we kind of, like, get that feeling, that would be great. And so I'm, you know, in the middle of the day in New York, obviously I still have a soul, and, and I'm, like, rocking back and forth. And, you know, you're just kind of ridiculous. And so that's. It's really freeing, I think, in another way. Right. Well, and and then even with screen acting, like I, I I'm drawing a blank on what the process is called. But don't you guys have to basically go back over all your scenes and and revoice all the scenes anyway? Yeah, sometimes it's called ADR. And yeah, that's it. Sometimes you yeah. do. Yeah, like if for whatever reason the audio wasn't good enough for them to use. Um, you have to go back and like loop your own voice, and and that's always an interesting that's always an interesting uh, process. I was I think I if I were an actor I would find that part to be a pain in the ass because it's it's like almost you know it's like oh I got to do this again come on you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't mind it, but uh, yeah, I know I know people that that's like the bane of their existence, so.
coming soon. Johnny, it's Pikeman. I understand you're making a mess up there. Why don't you come on down out of those woods and we'll talk about it, over. I can't do that, sir. Well, we can't have you running around wasting friendly civilians, Rambo. Now turn off that walkie-talkie and get down here. I know what it's like. Yeah? Well, if it hadn't been for that kingpin hairdresser and his curling iron, I wouldn't be in this mess. All I wanted were my bags trimmed, sir. And he made me look like a little orphan Annie. Sylvester Stallone is Johnny Rambo in First Perm. Oh, yeah! Pro Wrestling Weekend on SmartMarkRadio.com. So young. I'm not afraid. Oh, my God. You did not just call me out. Really? I'm really, really out? You just call me out like that? How dare you? I have a cold, sir. Like, and then you're going to be calling me out of words sense like that. Lanny Poffo, Lanny, thank you very much for being on the show this week. I am, I am the genius full of glory and renown, and I'm living in the past. Miss Tefmacher. You know, obviously I was with Kelly, Kelly, and Layla, and we had no choice but to get close, and then over time, you know, it, it becomes natural, but it is... Seriously, you eat a shit sandwich every day for a very long time. Mr. James J. Dillon. You know, you, you talk about the greatest manager of all time. I've always regarded Bobby the Brain Heenan as the guy that set the standard for the rest of us. A meal for. What do you do other than watch my show? <laughs> I, I, I watch your show and sleep. That's it. I bet you have the body of a 19-year-old athlete with a schedule yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen those pictures of Zeus? You literally Brandon are the Greek Shade. god. <laughs> Whatever. I'm Dallas Page. You want to know what I really thought? I thought, these guys know what they're doing. This is the WWF. I've got no heat here. This is just going to bring out the best in Taker. Yeah, oh, Kim. Welcome to the show. That's why I've always been happier here is that they really like to feature the girls. They really like us to show off our athletic ability and, you know, be beautiful at the same time. Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Smart Mark Radio. Hey, I'm Fred Meat. Defensive back for the Boondock Saxons. Hey, kid, get away from my Betamax collection. That's it. Three weeks in the closet for you. I am doing a new thing now. In partnership with the Big Brothers and Big Sisters organization of Greater Boondock, I am spending time with fatherless tots being a big bother to them so they know what it is like to have a male authority figure around when they are causing mischief. Hey, there's Tom Crash, our quarterback. He's a big bother, too. Hey, Freddy. Boy, it sure is fulfilling being a big bother to fatherless youth. I had Jimmy here wax his car and told him he could drive it this weekend if he scored high on his math test. When he got an A-, minus, I grounded him for a week and took it out myself cruising uptown. <laughs> if you want to be like Tom and I hey, Jimmy, and help serve your community, I'll just run down to the corner and get your old Uncle Tommy a pack of smoke, By huh? being a big bother for unruly tots in your yeah, neighborhood yeah, who are in need of a male authority figure to teach them a thing or two. Whatever they want. No, you can't get yourself anything. Visit www.bigbothers.org or dial 1-800-BOTHERS. That's 1-800-B-O-T-H-E-R-S. Remember, if you don't have a father, have a bother. Mmm, nothing spells a carps baseball game like a bag of Bobby O's potato chips. Hi, Uncle Rose. Oh, no. Can we have some of your Bobby O's potato chips? No. If I've told you kids once, I've told you a thousand times. You can't have any of my Bobby O's potato chips. Ah, uh, come on, Uncle Rose. Even Fluffy wants some. <coughs> 
Oh no, not you too. Yes, everybody loves Bobby O's potato chips. Available now at your local Boondock, Montana grocer. Hello, Carps fans, it's me, Lefty Mayshack, the old Nuxa. You know, using the Nux on my left hand won me a lot of games for the Boondock Carps, but they're not all that great for enjoying a handful of tasty Bobby O's potato chips. Bobby O's potato chips. They're salty, they're crunchy, and now available in lemon, lime, and grape. Hi. I'm Cy Goldman, the copy and paste king. Do you have an article you need copied and pasted? Are you tired of getting your news direct from the source and want to start reading your news secondhand? Hey, then come to me, Cy Goldman, the copy and paste king. But what about the Hollywood news? I copy and paste it. What about news from professional wrestling? Can you copy and paste that too? I copy and paste it. What about the stories from the modeling industry? I copy and paste it. If you got something you need copied and pasted, call me, Cy Goldman, the copy and paste king, at 1-800-COPY-AND-PASTE. Sure, it's more than seven numbers. That's me, passing along the savings to you. But what about my foreign business reports? Sure, I copy and paste that too. If you want to be like me, Cy Goldman, the copy and paste king. Then copy and paste my URL right into your web browser's address bar. It's http colon forward slash forward slash www.copyandpasteking.com forward slash. Local Boondock residents can come see me, the copy and paste king, at the corner of Chester and Frank, right next door to Pompadours for Poodles. Stop right clicking your mouse and come see me. Cy Goldman, the copy and paste king, where control C, control V is mightier than the sword. Come to me no more, Moses. When are you going to bring me real proof of your god? And when are you going to let my people go? All that they ask is to sit at the foot of Mount Sinai, to warm their souls by the burning bush of God, and to listen to Smartass's radio. To interact with Smartass's Radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at Smartass's Net using the hashtag FailJackie. Smartass's Radio. To call in and talk to the hosts, dial 646-478-5863. Or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype. Oh, yeah. I want it. And now, back to Smartass's Radio.
Welcome back to Smart Asses Radio. We are again here with uh, Benito Robledo. Uh, and uh, Wisdom Texas responded back to us, so he's obviously listening live. Um, rolling on the floor laughing, same difference. I suppose that means listening and actually being the guest are the same difference. So, anyway. Oh, God. All right, so uh, I got a question for you. How many times do people right. refer to you as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Um... I don't know. Is that how people refer to me? I don't know. I think that's an accurate description. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, for for Dependence Day, for example, I, I was watching the videos on the Facebook page, and I, you know, I, I even said this to Michael. You know, like, just watching you, like, your smile is just like so infectious. Like, you just can't help but like. You could be in the worst mood, like you, your rabbit could have just died, and like your smile will just like make people just start grinning for no reason. So. Oh well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, but I mean, I, 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 <laughs> well, good. But I, I think you know, someone that that has that power, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, is probably a pretty accurate description. You know yeah. what? That sounds like a really nice description. So I will take it. <laughs> All right, sir. There we go. So, and, and I do kind of want to get into Independence Day here, but I I don't want to like forget about anything else. So, um, the, I, I hope I said that right. I I don't think I did the first time. Uh, Petito Feo, the pilot, that was uh, that was the one on MTV, correct? But it never got picked up. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, yeah, now see, here's what blows my mind because. That was directed by Fickman, Andy Fickman, and he's kind of a big deal, at least for like the teen movie genre. Um, I enjoyed She's the Man with Amanda Bynes before she went psycho, and Channing Tatum, who is like you know God's gift. Um, and I, I absolutely loved You Again with uh, Odette Annable, um, which was another one of his films too. So like I am just I'm really I'm shocked that that didn't get picked up because the guy seems to have like a velvet touch, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, he's amazing. I love Andy. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, the, the network just kind of wanted to go in a different direction, and that's just kind of how it goes. You know, I heard that the, the Coen brothers actually did a pilot a few years ago, and it didn't get picked up. And it's like, it's the Coen brothers. Like, how do you not pick up a Coen brothers pilot, you know? So, yeah, no kidding. how it works out. Right. Well, curiously enough, Odette Annable was our uh, she was our 2011 sexiest woman alive. So, and, and personal, she's one of my personal favorite actresses. Not that we're going to talk about her, but but uh, if you, if you got that one degree connection, you know, like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and you can get her on the show, you know, give us the hookup on that. You know, <laughs> we'd like to have her on <laughs> okay. here too. So. <laughs> so, and then all right, and then you did the seven seven episodes of Gossip Girl too. You had the recurring character on that. That had to be a blast. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was such a fun show to work on. Everybody was so nice, and I, I loved my character. She was very, um, Amalia is very, like, uh, just really naive and kind of a, a little dumb, which I really liked. Uh, sure. Yeah, she, she was really, she was just a lot of fun. And I got to wear amazing clothes, so, you know, there, there was oh, really yeah. no complaining on that on that front. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's right. They do have one hell of a, a wardrobe on that show. I forgot about that. They must buy. They must yeah. do a lot of budget for that too. So, I, you know, and then talking about Thickman kind of gave me like a, a, another question here. Does it ever help 
like, and I, I don't know if Michael's the guy or, you know, some of the other numerous ones you've worked with, but um, <laughs> kind of like with uh, Uma, Thur- Uma Thurman and uh, Tarantino, does it ever help to, like, or, or has it ever benefited you in the past to develop a really good rapport with a director that will then sign you for a lot of other things? Has that happened to you at all, or as uh, friends of yours, or is that something people don't try to do? I, I, I'm, the way I'm saying it, it almost sounds like you're hitching your wagon and sucking up, and I don't mean it in that way, but I, I just mean like... Yeah, like yeah, I, I mean it. Like yeah, I don't know. You know, I think you know what I mean now that I've described what I don't mean. So I'll, I'll let you. Right. Yeah. Take no, that. I know what you mean. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think that's definitely. I think when you work with somebody, sometimes you really connect with that person. And when you think about having to work with somebody, I mean, you're spending a lot of time with these people. So you want to work with people that you enjoy spending time with, you know, because it does become like a, a family. And so, you know, I haven't had that exact experience pan out yet, but I definitely, but there's definitely been, like, really good rapport with different directors that I've worked with, and it's been like, hey, we should really, you know, we should really work on something else together. Like, let's find something else for us to work on. So I think that definitely happens, because you just, you know, if you're spending that much time with people, you want to make sure it's, like, a cool person, you know? It's like you get to right. choose your family that time. So, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, and just like, you know, when we were talking before the show earlier in the week about um, your friend from Guiding Light, you know, how long ago was Guiding Light and you're still friends with this guy? So clearly, you know, you guys are, are hooking each other up on stuff too. So I guess it works, you know, within the acting community as well, not just directors and producers and all that. Yeah, well, I with my friends from who's on Guiding Light, but but I think oh, okay. it's definitely true. I mean, I've worked I've worked with actors who then I recommend for a role, or they've recommended me for a role, and you know, it definitely it's a small world, you know. I think, and it just keeps getting smaller. So I think the moral of that story is just always be nice and easy to be to work with, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so what? Moral. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into Dependence Day then. Like, and this is a you know, it's basically a rephrase of the same question that I that I gave to both Joe and Michael. But you know, the way I see it, you know, first of all, it just looks like a very dry humor comedy, which I just absolutely love. I mean, just the the shot of of you in the car while he's wearing the clown suit, and you know that he's going through trials and tribulations, just. Trials and tribulations in a clown suit is funny end end of itself, you know. But then I think you add in the, the you know the the female empowerment to it uh, aspect, and uh, for me, like that's always been a big thing. I mean, I I like women's sports better than I like men's sports. I I like female comic book characters better than I like male comic book characters, and I you know I I just I like seeing that dynamic in film and stuff. So. Um, you know, I know a lot of it's about him kind of falling on his face and stuff, but would you agree that that's, that's a dynamic to the movie as well, the female empowerment thing? Oh, absolutely. I think that's absolutely a huge, a huge part of the movie. Um, you know, my character, she, she's got it under control, you know. She's got a, a great job, and she loves what she does, and, you know, she's a very driven, very focused person. Um, and I think it's funny because, like, as we talk about the movie and, and you know, talk about it to, to various people, 
a lot of people seem to really relate to that. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I make three times what my boyfriend makes or my husband makes. They're like, oh, yeah, my husband's a stay-at-home dad. Or, you know, I think it's definitely something that people can really relate to. I think the world is, in some ways, I think in a lot of ways, changing to where those are roles that women are finding themselves in. Um, right. I think it's, it's interesting. It's almost like the, the the females get to play the straight man now while the, the guys just, you know, goof up. And even into, like, I don't know, stupid stuff like Miller Lite and Bud Light commercials, you know, it's always the woman that's, like, you know, the brains of the operation while the guys are acting like man teens drinking their beer and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely – we see a lot of man children these days. <laughs> right, right. I think right. definitely has that. <laughs> Well, and then, I mean, that you know, that's kind of cool and shows a little bit of diversity on your part, too, because, I mean, you know, you're talking about the, the where you're the psycho and the one cult uh, thing, and then you've got the, uh, where you said you were kind of klutzy and stupid, and then now here you're this just real with it chick, you know, that's got to play the straight man while everybody else around you is stupid, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun getting to, to do a lot of stuff and do different stuff, and I, I mean... This this movie is very close to my heart, and this character is very close to my heart. I love her. <laughs> right. Well, t- tell us about too, like, because I know, like, um, just on the improv part of it, like, originally this was going to be either a short or a small web series itself, right? But then you two had such a great chemistry together, and the improv went on for longer than expected and better than expected that it actually became a full length feature film, correct? Do I ha- do I have that? Is that the yeah. summary? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about right. I think um yeah, Mike uh I, I kinda know Mike a while just kind of through friends we met each other and we've been wanting to work on some stuff and you know, kind of didn't know what we were gonna work on and kinda talked about different things. And then he had this short film idea and I met up with, we were going to shoot it earlier as a short with someone else, and because of his schedule, he couldn't shoot it, so someone recommended Joe, and we kind of got together and did this table read, and I think we were all just really surprised by just how easily it all fit, and it was just kind of one of those things where I think we all love the process so much and we all kind of, like, fell in love with our characters and the whole story. We just, like, you know, I, I remember we kind of, like, sat around. We were like, we love these people. Like, we want to spend more time with these people than just ten minutes, you know. And it kind of kept developing from there. And then, you know, we had a, some web series ideas and we were coming up with that. And it just never felt like enough. Like, we just wanted to spend more and more time with these people and this couple. Right. Is uh, here's a good question for you too. Uh, like kind of like where I was talking about, like you know, web series and and Netflix and all that seems to kind of be the wave of the future. In terms of the the acting, the the method and the and the and the process, um, is impact? Or I'm sorry, is, is improv kind of the wave of the future now too? Because I know. Um, Larry David's show operates that way, and I, you know, there's a couple other ones out there too, where you know, here's just an outline, go ahead and improv, and that really seems to be the thing that that 
the cool people are kind of gravitating towards these days. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I love, I love improv, and I loved doing improv in this film. Um, it really reminded me of doing theater in a lot of ways because you just kind of don't know what's happening, and there's no way that you can check out. Um, <laughs> but I don't think, as much as I love improv, and it's, I don't think it necessarily lends itself every type of format. I think it's it's a pretty specific type of style and format, and I think for certain things, it's, it's great, and I think it's, you know, really real and really grounded. Um, but you could never improv 30 Rock, you know? You could never improv... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't watch enough TV to say something else, but... Uh, Just you your, know, con- your conventional sitcoms, basically. Sure. Yeah, like a yeah, like a Big Bang Theory or something like that. Like I don't think you could improv that because it's just the style is so different. And you know, I I love improv and I think the more we can have of that, that's great. But I don't I don't know I don't see it replacing scripted scripted films or television anytime soon. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is probably just, you know, I don't want to sound like I think I'm smarter than everybody because that's not what I'm saying. But when you look at network television, it, so much of it is just really just a cookie cutter of one program to the next program. I mean, there's a <clears throat> there's just a palpable format going on in terms of network television and the sitcom. So I, I definitely see what you're saying on that. Um but I don't know. I mean, I would think that you would probably prefer the improv, and not that you're not by not that by confirming this, you're bad mouthing cookie cutters in any way. So I just want to make that clear. But <laughs> I I get the vibe. Well, kind of like I told Joe Burke, like you like you came up through the New York LA scene, but I, you know I could almost tell that he was from that Chicago Toronto Second City type scene. And I yeah. get the feeling that that is what would be more at home for you as well. I mean, I love it, for sure. Like, it's definitely, I love improv. I actually, I did this uh, show for about, uh, I, gosh, I did this, I did an improv show for like two years, two and a half years, uh, where it was all improv. Um, so it's definitely something that I love and feel very comfortable in. And I think, I, I don't know, I guess for me it feels a little like, uh, how do I say this? I think when you, you do see, like, big network television, it's kind of, I think it's like too many cooks in the kitchen a little bit, you know, so many people with so many different perspectives and motives and concerns have to all weigh in and agree on one thing. And so it kind of, I think, could dilute, like, the original intention or the original feeling. And I think what's really great and about improv stuff, and it's like, for example, our movie, um, was that we didn't have that. We could make exactly the film that we wanted to make. You know, we weren't having to please anybody else. And right. that, I think, what was most freeing about it. It's like, you know, you don't have to answer to anybody. You're doing what you want to do. Right. What, what's, um, I'm just curious, what are some of, like, past or present, some of your favorite comedy shows 
that have been on television, whether whether it's HBO or, or you know NBC, ABC, CBS. I mean, what, what are some of the shows that you enjoy? Yeah. Ooh, um, one of my all-time favorite shows is actually called Peep Show, and it's a British show. Um, and I think actually they just came out with a new a new season, but it's it's like a few years older, and it's a uh, it's just great. Like, everybody needs to go out and watch it right now because it's, like, <laughs> my all-time favorite show. Um, and after that, I think, like, really my favorite shows are really old. Like, I Love Lucy, The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Um, like, that stuff that I could watch on repeat forever. Like, they're just, they're just great. It's just, like, such great timing, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It sounds like you uh, you watch that there Me TV, um, and it, and if you don't, Me what Me TV is is basically it's twenty four seven reruns of all those great shows. Every one of the ones you just mentioned are on there, uh, including uh, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, uh, which were a little hokier and stuff. But um, Bob Newhart shows on there. Um, Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke, um, what's the one with Danny Thomas? Uh, Make room for Daddy. I love Lucy, and you're and you're right. I mean, <clears throat> you know, a lot of that stuff was in rerun mode when I was growing up on a kid when we only had four different channels to watch. So a lot of that stuff, like I watched religiously. Now that I go back, and, and I think some of my favorite shows would be, well, Seinfeld, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, Seinfeld for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, even the Ricky Gervais shows, The Office, the original Office was phenomenal, and his show uh, Extras was was great also, which is kind of funny because it's kind of like just what you were saying, too many cooks in the kitchen, and because uh, he was, a, he, I don't know if you've watched it, but the premise of it was he was an extra. I love he it. finally, okay, yeah, he finally wrote yeah, his yeah. own screenplay, and then the BBC got their hands on it and turned it into like you know the nanny basically, you know. So, uh, so so those are some of my favorite shows. But then, like, after watching those and going, my God, these are so much better than the, dri- the drivel that's on network TV, then when you go back and watch a rerun like I Love Lucy or Mary Tyler Moore, you go, holy moly, they were really doing some great television back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they really were. And, yeah, I totally forgot. The, the British version of The Office is amazing. I just, oh, I love it. Um, and there's also uh, Summer High High, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's actually an Australian show by this guy named Chris Lilly that's amazing. He plays, like, four different characters, and, again, everyone should check that out. Um, but, yeah, I think you go back and look at I Love Lucy, and, you know, there are just so many classic bits in there, and then to be, you know, be performed by a woman in that time. I mean, she's just, oh, she's just amazing. Yeah. I, let, let me, uh, I, I, I want to get one more question in about uh, Dependence Day, but, the, but first I want to ask you, if, if you could go back in time and insert yourself into any movie, play, or TV show, what, what would it be? Would it be Peep <sighs> oh Show? Gosh. Oh, no. If it could be any movie or play, ooh, this is a, this is a tough one. Um now I see you're doing a hard-hitting question. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. would say... I'm a real Dan actually, Rather over here. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would actually do the 
six-hour BBC version of Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth, and I would be Elizabeth Bennett. That's actually what I would do. All right, sir. I, I've personally never heard. <laughs> actually, like, these shows that you're mentioning, Peep Show and, and then the other one that you said we have to watch, when, when we're done here, please to send me an email with those three shows because I'm going to, I mean, if you like them, I will probably like them because I think we have similar senses of humor. So I'm going to try and find them on Netflix and watch them and then get back to you with, with, with my thoughts on that. Does that sound like a plan? Okay, absolutely. All right. All right, cool. And then on, uh, on Dependence Day, when, uh, you probably don't even know the answer, but because you just wrapped up filming just a couple of weeks ago, and then it's got to go through editing and all that stuff. But when is it planned to come out, and is it expected to go into theaters, uh, straight to DVD? Like, what, what's the dealio on that? Oh, gosh, yeah. I totally am not the right person to ask that question. Um, Uh-oh. I don't know. Soon. I think they'd like to get it done. I think Mike is planning on taking, uh, just dedicating a lot of time to this to get it out quickly. And I know that he's had uh, several meetings with a couple of different people about distribution, and they've been very excited. And I think that's that's all I'm probably allowed to say. But there are a couple of different people who are very, very excited about it. And, you know, Mike is so great at promoting things. I think, you know, he's really good at, at revving people up. So, right. fingers crossed. All right, cool. Well, well, we'll just go with sooner than later then on that. So, all right, and then now um, I didn't warn you that this was coming, but uh, it's, believe me, it's not bad. But we call this the lightning round, where we just ask you ten really fast uh, one or the other type uh, questions, and uh, and we'll go from there. So, without further ado, here it is: the And see, the Mortal Kombat theme just makes it all the more lightning-y. So, <laughs> all right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one, Tostitos or Doritos? Doritos. All right, number two, favorite comic book character, male and female? Ooh, female rogue, male, let's say Batman. Let's go with Batman. All right, good choice there. Uh, number three, I think I might know the answer to this one already. Longhorns or Aggies? <gasps> longhorns. All the way. Yay, 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 yay. I'm wearing my Longhorns hat as we speak. Uh, <laughs> number four, Iron Man 3 or Fast and Furious 6? Ooh, uh, Iron Man 3. Robert Downey Jr., I love him. All right, sir. Uh, Captain Kirk or Captain Picard? Captain Picard. I, you know, I think I lean towards him, too. Uh, number six, yeah, would you great. rather be too hot or too cold? Too hot. I'm always cold, and it's miserable. Too Everybody hot. Everybody that. See, my theory is, like, if you're too hot, there's nothing you can do about it. But if you're too cold, you can always put on more clothes. But everybody answers too hot. That's that's amazing. No, I, I feel too cold in my – I feel cold, like, in my bones. If I'm too hot – Go in a swimming pool. Take a cold shower. There's there are things to be done. Okay. All right. Uh, number seven. Uma Thurman's cat suit in Avengers or Angelina Jolie's scuba suit in Tomb Raider? Ooh, scuba suit in Tomb Raider. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight. Texas chili or Texas barbecue? Texas chili for sure. 
All right. Number nine, the sexiest woman alive on the planet today. Oh. Hmm. I would say Heidi Klum. She's gorgeous. That's a good one. Uh, and number ten, mm. lastly, boxers, briefs, or boxer briefs? Um, <laughs> Bob, briefs? Oh, so wait, you, wait. you're you're a tidy whitey gal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. This was, no, I was confused. I thought you were asking about me, and I was like, I don't wear boxers. Oh, okay. Boxer no, no, no. That, you know, we do the one about boxer the female. That, that's our way about of getting back to the to the guys. So, okay, boxer briefs. All right, excellent choice boxer on that briefs. one. <laughs> cool, good. <laughs> it used to be it used to be just boxers were briefs, but then everybody said, uh, "Can I do boxer briefs?" So now we actually included that in there. So, anyway, all right, we got about uh, well, we got a good two minutes here. So, and I told you it went fast. This felt like about fifteen minutes, didn't it? Yeah, it was super fast. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and let you get your plugs in. Uh, what you got going on? Where people can find you on Facebook, Twitter, your official website, all that happy fun stuff, and then we'll we'll let you get out of here and eat some more burgers and Memorial Day hot dogs. Excellent. Um, yes. Yeah. So you can catch all my information uh, on my website, benitarobledo.com. Um, B-E-N-I-T-A-R-O-B-L-E-D-O dot com. It's a long name. Uh, same with Facebook. Same with Twitter. It's all just my name. And you can definitely catch all of that. And I'm certainly good about updating it. I should probably be better, but I'll work on that. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find out all my info. And keep an eye out for Dependence Day. And, yeah. I know you're. I know you're personally pretty active on both Facebook and Twitter too. So in fact, God, some of the stuff you you put on Facebook just cracks me up. So, you know. But if people go to your website, will they be able to get links to to Facebook and Twitter? Like, is is your website the hub oh, for yeah. everything? Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. My website's the hub for everything. If you get there, yeah, it'll link to that and my MCD page and my contact info and yeah, that's kind of like a good one stop shop for everything. Cool, 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 cool. And our and our pal, just to, just to, to close this out, uh, Wisdom Texas, Ted Panama said, Benita, that was an awesome show. It was very nice to get to know more about you. You have to keep us up to date on your show that you are creating. I will be right there rooting you on. Wow, those are some really kind words. You know, no sarcasm. I, I, I know everything I say sounds sarcastic, and I don't mean it that way. That was genuinely a very nice thing to say. Aww, so. That's very sweet. Thank you. Right. Right, and then I'll extend to you what I always extend uh, to people that I like, and you already, you know, you, you, me and you are cool. Anytime you want to come on this show to plug whatever, I don't care. Any guests you want to send my way, I totally trust your judgment. It's fine. I mean, you've got you've got carte blanche. You've got autonomy. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you. You're very welcome.
Hi, I'm Skippy Dombowski, and I'm Pete Sadowski, and we have another foreign, foreign disco album just for you. This one's entitled Disco Polaco, featuring Stash Stabinski and the Disco Kielbasa Band, with great songs like Flash Dansky, McCarthy Park, Do You Think I'm Sexy Ski, High Whiskey Two Ski, Ski Danger Ski, Zone, and many others too. Time magazine says Wowski. The price three dollars and twenty-six cents. Sure it's cheap. The records are warped. And if you act now, we'll send you an original rusty zipper and yellow shoes right from Stash Stabinsky's closet. Not sold in stores. To get this to record set, call one eight hundred. Three to seven to seven seven three. Or send three dollars and twenty six cents to Disco Polaco, Box twenty eight, West Boondock, Montana, three six four eight three. Get yours today. Hello. Has this ever happened to you? What's the matter, buddy? Kramer, Kramer, I have to buy my girlfriend a gift, and I've only got five dollars worth of loot. It Oh, yeah, that is a problem. Oh, do you believe this guy? Uh, what do I do? Yeah, you need to put on your thinking cap, buddy. <laughs> he sounds just like me, Jerry. What are you talking about? Oh, Johnny Video, baby. Come on, Newman. Think. He doesn't sound anything like you. Uh, I know. I'll get her a personalized celebrity voice impersonation greeting uh, from Johnny Video. Giddy up. Sorry, Jerry. I like him. He's terrible, George. He's terrible. Whoa, someone's getting crabby. You need to eat more fruit. Plantains, Jerry. Plantains. My fellow Americans, you know, we are living in troubled economic times. So, I would highly suggest you order personalized $5 celebrity voice impersonation greetings from johnnyvideo.net for your next gift-giving event. I'm not President Barack Obama, and I approve this message. This summer. Well, good morning to you too, sleepyhead. How about some bagels in bed and an afternoon crossword puzzle? CIA agent Brian Mills returns. Tim, find your mother and dial 911. In the sequel to the sequel to the sequel. Someone has taken our Sunday paper again. What are you going to do? All right, I'm going to leave a note on the door. How's this sound? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for coupons, I can tell you they won't save you that much money. Oh, I also have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for paper boys like you. If you return my newspaper now, even if it's just the comic section, and maybe the sports section. Yeah, I, I like sports. Oh, and my wife does want to do the crossword, but that's it. You do that, and that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will bend your bicycle wheel. Liam Neeson stars in Non-Stop Taken Sunday Paper. 
coming soon to a theater near you. To become a Smartassaholic, check out our online magazine at smartasses.net for replays of our radio show's audio humor, pay-per-view predictions, the Smartasses Hot Chick of the Month, and official Smartasses paraphernalia, as well as entertainment articles, videos, celebrity news, free sarcastic e-cards, geek culture, and one of the four largest annual top 100 sexiest women lists in the world. What kind of geek are you? I'm a geek in the band. Why, I'm an anime geek. <laughs> I'm a furry. I am a chatroom geek. I am a Marvel Comics geek. I am a DC Comics geek. You know that, chum? Back at ya. I am an RPGG and role-playing game geek. Well, I'm a computer geek. With geek. A computer geek. I am a crossword puzzle geek. I'm a Harry Potter geek. I am a Dungeons and Dragons geek. I'm a video gamer geek, bro. Well, I don't know, but I think I'm a science fiction geek. Oh my. I, Mr. Trek Geek. Well, I'm a doctor, not a Trek geek. You have no honor if you're not a Star Trek geek. Well, they asked me to be a Star Trek geek, and I made it so. Hey, I'm a Worlds of Warcraft geek. Fuck at the moon. Whatever kind of geek you are, Smart Asses has you taken care of. Log on to smartasses.net and click the Got Geek button all sorts of t-shirts, mugs, and other gifts for geeks. And by the way, Smartass's Gifts for Geeks is also the home of the 24 by 36 inch Ultimate Word Search poster. And if you can't defeat it, I'ma laugh and call you a bitch. Hello sci-fi fans, it's me, George Nori here. And when I'm not mailing the mic at Ghost to Ghost, well, I'm listening to Beyond the Truth on Smart Mark Radio. Cause they don't talk about Ouija boards, so I don't get spooked. Uh... <laughs> George, shut up. Oh, sorry, Mr. Bell. Say, did you buy gold or solar-powered sea crane radios? Shut up. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. on SmartMuckRadio.com. Hey, when I'm not busy being the governor of Montana. Uh, Jesse, you were never the governor of Montana. Oh, what the hell do you know, McMahon? Uh, my name is a McMahon. Anywho, when I'm not busy being the governor of South Dakota or telling you about conspiracies, I'm listening to Smartasses Radio, eh? Jesse, you were never the governor of South Dakota either. Aw, oh, Montana, South Montana. Who cares? They all grow potatoes better than they do in Colorado. To interact with Smartasses Radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at SmartassesNet using the hashtag AOJ. Smart Asses Radio. To call in and talk to the hosts, dial 646-478-5863, or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype. And now, back to Smartass's Radio. All right, welcome back, folks. And uh, with me now is our guest. That uh, We are big fans of Brianna Garcia here, and uh, Brianna J. Garcia, for all the wrestling fans out there, so you don't get her mixed up with the uh, Bella Twin. Uh, hmm. we're, big, we're big fans of Brianna J. Garcia around here, so we wanted to check in uh, you know, more often, and so we're actually going to do that tonight. Brianna, welcome back to Smart Asses Radio. Hi, thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, based on the kind of music you and Less Than Lies play, you probably were enjoying that little bit of Ramstein we heard there. 
Yeah, it was a very, very uh, good song that you chose. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think, well, there's two, well, I like all their stuff, but some of it can get a little bit repetitive for me, but I like that one, and uh, what's the other one from the Triple X movie, the Fire, Fire, Frying, uh, Bang, um, Bang? Mind or um, there's, uh, I'm not sure, which movie was that? It was uh, from Triple X with Vin Diesel and uh, Asia Argento. The fire fried, bang, bang, that one. That's just got. I I don't think I ever saw that movie, but I think I know that they. Is it maybe it's like. Is it like Fire Fry? Yeah, something like that. It's two. It's. it's F E U R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fire song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what song it is. Sorry, I just never seen that movie before. Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool movie. If you uh, if you like James Bond films at all, it's kind of like a James Bond for like the skater X Games generation. Like, it's really a pretty cool film. It was very oh, well done cool. and. And it's got Ramstein in it, so you can't beat that. So, and then uh, the other thing I figured out is that you and I, and it's it's because of your your model shoot with the the Detroit stuff on it. But you know, hashtag Red Wings and all that. You and I are both Re- Detroit Red Wings fans. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, hockey is pretty much my favorite sport. It's probably the only sport I ever really like to watch and to play. I mean, I can't ice skate, but I like playing like uh, street hockey, and I always like to watch hockey. It's probably probably one of the more interesting games. I think, for, right. as far as sports goes. Right, and the, yeah, I mean Detroit is. It's. I mean, you you spend a lot of time there. That's they call it hockey town, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's not just hockey town. It's practically Canada. I mean, Toronto looks just like Detroit, and it's like they just have the same passion. They breed hockey players there. Yep. Now, see, I have the. I actually live in Columbus, Ohio. So you would think that I would be a Blue Jackets fan, but like. I've kind of grandfathered in because back in my day before the Blue Jackets existed, you, we either had the Pittsburgh Penguins to pick up on or the Detroit Red Wings. And for I think it was because of the Steve Eiserman and Fedorov days, I just went with the Red Wings, and that's that's kind of been my team ever since. You know. Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, you do you ever get tired of the uh, the L.A. Kings fans out there? I know that they can actually be kind of. Uh, Kind of, uh... um, yeah, they're usually well. I mean, they, they, I appreciate anyone really taking pride in their city and stuff, I guess. But um, I mean, I, a lot of people like Detroit just because it's different and it is so far away, and that you know they are really good. And it's hockey isn't as big here as it is in like those that area. You know, it's here people like a lot of more. I mean, like everywhere, everyone likes football and basketball and stuff like that, but I guess, I mean, the Kings is more, I think, of a fashion statement for people out here than it is to actually, like, um... Passionate fandom. That's kind of, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I was trying to articulate. That's kind of the vibe I get from it. And believe me, I don't want to, I'm friends with two or three Kings fans, and I don't want to offend them, but, like, just the stuff you'll see coming across Twitter and stuff like that, it, it almost feels like being a Kings fan is the Vogue thing to do. So that, yeah, I mean, you said it yeah, I mean, it's definitely become a lot more popular because, like, the, I mean, as far as the team goes, you know, they're a good team, but the L.A. trend thing is that, you know, so even if they do have a lot of fans here and stuff, just the marketability of the idea of liking them has made more people into them than really, uh, when, like, bands like the Red Wings, no one really notices, you know, 
as much because they don't have that same, like you said, the Vogue aspect. They don't have that same kind of cult following. Right, right. Yeah, and plus I think the Red Wings, like, I don't know. You think of the New York Yankees of other sports. I think if you look at football, you know, the Dallas Cowboys would be that team. You know, for baseball, it is the Yankees. And I think for hockey, I think I think the Detroit Red Wings are the bad guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely see, know what you mean that with all that. and totally agree. Right, right. So, uh, and then uh, I, I noticed, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of tweeting and stuff lately about the uh, all the riots going on in Sweden lately. I know that's kind of got a bug up your ass, and, and probably rightfully so. What's <laughs> what's what's going on over there? What's uh, what's what's the deal? What's pissing you off? What's uh... well, I just think that um, you know, Sweden is like as a lot of people have known for a long time. They had before they they have really loose immigration laws, and they have a lot of. Um, like welfare for, you know, the Islamic air countries and stuff when the people come in and stuff. And they, they do a lot of good, you know, for all of that. But I just feel like it's been taken advantage of a lot, as it has in other parts of that part of our world. And they have shown only their detest, like they, they've, they haven't acted well, as they haven't acted well in London, as they haven't acted well in Norway, as they haven't acted well in many other places, because what is the is it, i mean i people say islam is not the religion of peace well to them it is because in islam when all the infidels are dead everything is going to be great so killing infidels <laughs> literally means peaceful world for them so it's not you know what i mean no matter how you spin it it's not a pretty reality and sweden used to have next to no crime now their highest crime is violent rape and who do you think is and it goes up the same way that the the immigration has gone up and it's ridiculous and it's disgusting and now they're burning down schools and police stations and expecting there's places all over I was looking at all, all these places in England and Russia like the places where they act like it's their own land and people white people or people native to that place cannot walk down their street without being harassed and they tell them they ride in the streets for the people to cover for the women to cover up when that has nothing to do with their culture or their life they're fighting they're living in a magical universe that they they are literally they will not rest until everybody else has it but already they're putting laws up for sharia law to be okay in london and all, and all over the uk and and all over all these different places they're having sharia law be able to eclipse the actual law of the, that country and that's not right like Vladimir Putin is the one guy in Russia who is like, in Russia, we're Russian. We don't change our our culture for anyone else. And he's like one of the only people besides Denmark who has really hard immigration laws who have really tried to be like, no, we're not going to be taken advantage of because they do. And they just, they breed more than everybody else. And they, and their, their religious, what they do religiously does not, it does not, equal a good world for everyone else who is not of their belief system and if whatever that is well what that is i just think it's ridiculous that anyone can even entertain the idea of non-radicalists in that sense because no matter what they're all it's all the same thing and right now they're going through the same kind of renaissance like christian period that once happened but it's not compatible with the 21st century and people, and it, they've already had, they, the, the, those countries used to bring in a lot of intelligence a long time ago. 
and now they've completely gone back in time, and they seem are only getting worse, and they're putting in, enforcing their culture on people all over the world, and it's I just think it's getting really weird. Yeah, from what I understand on it, I mean, Sweden has some of the kindest, most warm-hearted, for lack of a better word, laws regarding immigration and letting all these people move there from Somalia and Africa and India and Turkey. And then, you know, once they reach a high enough level, and, and believe me, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to badmouth every Muslim in the world, and I know neither are you. I mean, there's some perfectly well, nice absolutely. Muslims out there. Like anyone else, but it's just, it is what it is. Right. And uh, they were saying that the, you know, the, the the Muslims that are causing all these riots over there, they all live in slums. None of them have jobs. They're all living off a very generous Swedish system. And all because a couple of police actually defended themselves at, with a, a Muslim guy that was holding a machete and shot him in self-defense. This is what's causing. It's been eight, nine days of rioting now, and it's just you're right. It's just and they, and they were rioting and and recently in other places as well. They've been rioting. They there's been a lot of rioting for different things. But it's not just that. It's that with the laws that they're trying to enforce and put into the works, with the teachings that they're trying to put into the system, and with the way that they live and with, with the people who live completely under that law, the place you know, where all the, the this stuff was created, that is not, it's all radical. There's no low bar of of what they're, all of what they're trying to get. Nobody in, in power is going to do the most non-radical thing because everyone who tries to or any, like anyone who, who we can see usually gets killed by someone else of right. that same place that, doesn't think they're doing it right because they're not upholding the what they believe is the ultimate truth. Right, right. Well, anyway, we're, more we're, and more peacemakers do get killed than anyone out of there, and that's a, a statement, that's a sentiment to that. And it's right. you know, it's different, it's culturally different. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, God, I, we could probably talk about this for another forty-five <laughs> minutes, but. Believe it or not, we're down to about a minute and a half left, so I, I, I want to get you on for the oh. reason that we, we brought you on. you got a big show coming up, up tomorrow night in L.A. with the, uh, well, in uh, Santa, help me out here, Santa Monica. With, yeah, uh, it's on with, Santa Monica. It's in, it's in downtown L.A., actually, though, but it is at um, O'Brien's Bar. It's at O'Brien's Pub in, on Main. Cool. And then are you guys like are you uh introducing any new music? I, I know the show uh it's kind of a cool concept, like where the bands are just kinda of gonna rotate in and out playing different songs and you've got uh rap, hip hop, pop, and then you guys with your, of course your hard rock, right? Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be somewhat of a variety show, so that should be fun. And we're gonna be playing um we're gonna be playing our all our original songs, well not all of them, but a lot of original songs, we're going to be playing I think four, and then we're going to be playing um, four cover songs Cool, and of course it's extremely expensive to get in, correct? Oh no, it's free so everyone can come out and have a good time and it's like some of the cheapest booze in LA because every place is like ridiculously overpriced because it's filled with tourists here all the time So. Right Right. Well, yeah. If you folks, if you live out in that area, which I know uh, a lot of you do, I mean, because we're getting 
We're getting 10,000 listeners every single week, so I, I'm sure some of those 10,000 okay. people definitely live out in the L.A. scene. So, uh, so yeah, good luck with that. All right, and uh, real quick, uh, just about 20 seconds left, let people remind people where they can find you on Facebook, Twitter, websites, all that happy fun stuff. Awesome, yeah. Um, you can always find all my links on my blog, briannagarcia.tumblr.com, and then um, I'm, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash lies. And I'm on Facebook as uh, Brianna Garcia, Facebook.com backslash Brianna Dollface. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Did you know you could advertise on SmartS's radio for as low as $5 a month? Visit SmartS's.net or SmartMarkRadio.com and click on the advertising link at the bottom of the page. Want to catch all of SmartMark Radio on your Android? Go to SmartMarkRadio.com and download our Android app for only $2.99. Want to keep up with SmartS's radio? Subscribe to our RSS feed on SmartMarkRadio.com. Are you an athlete that suffers from chronic pain? Do you wish to avoid surgery? Dr. Locks at the Sports and Regenerative Medicine Center may be able to help you. Call Dr. Locks toll-free at 844-440-8503 or visit our website at www.drlox.com. That's 844-440-8503. Dr. Locks, it's your path to feeling better. I've been riding in the passenger seat of my mom's Lincoln since long before anybody paid me to ride in the passenger seat of my mom's Lincoln. I didn't do it to be cool, didn't do it to make a statement. I just liked it. Who the hell are you talking to? I like to call it riding shotgun, like old Cyrus rides. Who the hell is Cyrus? What the hell are you doing with your fingers? You look like an idiot. That's my dad. 245 pounds of do whatever the heck I want. You're damn right. I can respect that. Put a shirt on. Well, this is an opportunity for me to take my shirt off. What the hell is wrong with you? 44 years old and you still need your parents to drive you around? Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. What are you talking about? I don't mean going back to reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean go back to see where you came from. Where you been, how you got there, see where you're going. No, baloney. You just want me to drive past the high school. I know there are those that say you can't go back. Well, yes, you can. Just have to look in the right place. You just have to ride shotgun in your mom's Lincoln with your shirt off, rubbing your fingers together and look at high school girls. What is it with you and high school girls? Because we get older... And they just stay the same age. I'm not driving past the high school. Take the long way, huh? Can I play some Miley Cyrus? No! And put your seatbelt on! 
Hey, this is dating and life coach Mr. Locario. Step up your dating game and join my Bad Boy and Bad Girl membership program. By becoming a member, you'll receive 45 to 90 minute audio and video step-by-step dating advice tutorials every month that's guaranteed to help you get what you want out of your dating life. Go to MrLocario.com to join today. That's M-R-L-O-C-A-R-I-O.com. Hello, I'm George Takei. Well, I'm not battling Klingons. I'm listening to Smartasses Radio. Oh, my. To interact with Smartasses Radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at SmartassesNet using the hashtag AleJackie. Smartasses Radio. To call in and talk to the hosts, dial 646-478-5863. Or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype. Smartasses Radio. Number one, hackers. 
go with that. So on that note, uh, Bree, you want to go ahead and take us out of here? See you next week on Smart Asses Radio. <laughs> uh, perfect. Bye, folks.